Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. And now your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on the Paul Leslie Hour. I'm glad that you're here. Did you know that the song Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head is celebrating quite a milestone? It's been 50 years since that song went to number one. That great song written by the legendary team of composer Burt Bacharach and lyricist Hal David, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, was written for the movie released in December 1969, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman. As I mentioned, the words to that song were written by Hal David. He wrote so many gigantic songs in popular music. Quite a list. We'll get into that when we get into the interview. I'm proud to present this interview with Mrs. Eunice David. She is the widow of Hal David, the lyricist of the greatest songs in American history. This was broadcast originally on FM radio, and I felt like the timing was right, given the 50 years since Raindrops hit number one. I wanted to bring this out there for you all to hear on a different media. Let me know what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to welcome our guest. Miss Eunice David is the widow of the legendary and celebrated lyricist Hal David. She is the author of the book, Hal David, His Magic Moments. There is always something there to remind me. Hal David wrote lyrics to the most popular songs of all time, Magic Moments, Close to You, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, I Say a Little Prayer, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, Sea of Heartbreak, There's Always Something There to Remind Me, and I Have to Stop Myself because there's just so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) We could go on forever. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Tell us about the first time you came to meet the man, Hal David. (laughs) Well, Hal and I were both widowed in midlife, and mutual friends invited us to play mixed doubles tennis. Hal said he liked my backhand. I asked him what he did for a living. I didn't recognize his name. I didn't know who he was. And he told me he wrote, he was a songwriter, And with that, I asked him what songs he had written. And instead of giving me that long list that you just spoke about, he said, well, there's a book with my lyrics in it. I'll see that you get a copy. So it wasn't until the next day that I realized I had just played tennis with Hal David. And I was pretty excited about that. Because some of the songs he had written, he and Bert had written, were some of my favorite songs, but I always thought that Burt Backrack had written them himself. So I was delighted to learn that Hal David was the lyricist on all those wonderful songs. Did you find that that was common, that people thought, oh, raindrops keep falling on my head? Burt Backrack wrote that. It was very common. In fact, it was one of the reasons that I wanted to write the book, to show people that Burt did not write all those songs himself, In fact, many composers had lyricists who you sang the lyricist's words. You didn't hum the composer's music. That's how the songs became popular. And I wanted to make sure that the world knew that. 
the very first time you met Hal David, what was your first impression? Well, Hal and I seemed as though we had known each other forever. That very first night after we played tennis, we went out to dinner with the other couple who had introduced us, and frankly, we forgot all about them. We just talked all night long as though we had been friends forever, and actually, we were friends ever after that. We uh, never saw anyone else. We just enjoyed our friendship. We were married about a year after we met and had just a whirlwind, fantastic 25 years. It was great fun, and we got a lot done during those years that we were together. What do you think it was? Why do you think you all got along and hit it off so well? Well, I think we were both pretty average people. We understood each other. We found we had a lot in common, and our values were the same. And I think some of Hal's values show up in the lyrics that he writes, that he's written. He liked to use plain, simple words that everyone could understand or anyone could sing. And he just had happy thoughts all of his life. He really wrote love songs because that was what was in his heart. You mentioned earlier part of the inspiration for you writing this book Hal David, His Magic Moments, was the fact that a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that Burt Bacharach wrote the melody and Hal David wrote the lyrics. Were there any other things that inspired you and made you think, hey, I need to write a book? Well, I think what really started it was shortly after Hal died, I wasn't sleeping. I was looking for something to do. I was wandering around the house the empty house. So I just sat down at my computer and it started pouring out. My life was how, what we had done, where we had gone, what was happening during the period of time we were married, and all the wonderful things that Hal did for other songwriters. He was an advocate for intellectual protecting intellectual property. He he talked before congressmen frequently in order to get more protection for copyrights. And aside from doing his own writing, and he frequently was in, he performed in cabaret shows, which not too many people knew because it turned out he had a great voice. And so we, we just had a very fulfilling life. I wanted that word to get out. What did it feel like to write this book? And what was the process like? Well, happily, I had kept a journal for every single day of my life during the period that I was married to Hal. So I had that journal to review and go back and remind me of some of the wonderful times that we had. Writing came easily to me because I had written before. I had written another book about buildings in New York. And so I I was rather comfortable with doing that. And because we had had such an interesting and a wonderful life together, it just seemed to flow out of me. I really got the book written within a year after Hal passed. It took me a long time to get it published, but that was another story. But the words just seemed to flow out of me because it was a reminder of my life with Hal, and it 
it just made me feel good writing about him. We're talking with Eunice David, author of the book, Hal David, His Magic Moments. Was there anything you learned from writing this book that surprised you? I don't think so, because Hal and I had an easy time talking to each other from the day we met until the end. And so there were no surprises in our lives. If there were any problems, we talked them out. If there were any wonderful things, we enjoyed talking about them. So I would say there were no real surprises. But in rereading the book, actually, after I read it, after I wrote it, I was fairly satisfied that I had gotten across the message that I wanted to write about. Our life together, our times together, our friends, our travels. I think I got it all said. If you had to describe Hal David to somebody, what was Hal David really like? I think the word that I always like to use to describe Hal was that he was a very fair person. In his business dealings, in his personal dealings, his dealings with his family, he was always very fair and wanted to make sure that everyone got the best of any deal. And I think that was one of the reasons he was a successful person as well as a successful songwriter. He always had the other person in mind when he was making a deal or talking to someone And he always wanted to make sure that they were satisfied in the end, as well as himself. I think that worked for him. The songs that Hal David wrote, I mean, they're just, they're everywhere. You could be on an elevator and there could be one playing. You could be at a piano bar and someone could start playing one of his songs. They're rightfully considered standards. When you were somewhere with him, with Hal David, and a song he wrote was playing, whether it was on the radio or however, how did he react? Did his ears perk up, or what was that like? Well, I think perhaps my hearing was a little better than Hal's, so if we were together somewhere in a market, in an airport, somewhere in a foreign city, and we'd hear one of his songs, I'd poke him and say, listen, listen, (laughs) And he'd always stop whatever he was doing. He loved to hear his songs being played wherever they were. And I got a kick out of it, too. I saw a photo of you, Hal David, and the great songwriter Paul Williams. How did other songwriters act when they were around the legendary Hal David? I think Hal Hal was highly regarded by his peers. They always deferred to him in matters of anything to do with copyright protection, as I mentioned. And when Hal was on the board of ASCAP, the other board members always listened to his suggestions, and I think they respected him. He was a sort of the elder a citizen in those events, and I think they all wanted to hear what he had to say and frequently Most often, I would say they agreed with him. And the main thing was that they really respected him. So Hal David was an advocate for intellectual property, for the rights of the people who wrote the songs. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. Maybe you could speak a little bit about some of the things that he did. 
Well, there was always a question of whether songwriters should receive income when songs were... When you go into a store, for example, and you hear the radio being played in the background, songwriters receive money for the music that's played. That's how they earn their living. That's one of the ways they earn their living. And, of course, people who own restaurants and uh, major stores were always complaining that maybe they were paying too much for that money, and the other side was that the songwriters wanted the money because that was their income, their income flow. So there was always contention about that and always something going on in Washington, D.C. regarding the rules and regulations about those fees that were being paid. And Hal was always the advocate for the songwriters, of course, and frequently got either fees increased or extended periods of time for copyright. That was what he really, in his later years, when he was no longer writing, that's what he did. He went around trying to improve the lot of songwriters, and I think he was successful in doing that. If I had to list lyricists, if somebody said, list lyricists, I think I would name a lot of the lyric writers of the American Songbook, and then I would inevitably mention Hal David. So I would think Johnny Mercer and Hal David, of course, Paul Williams, as we mentioned. Who were the lyricists that inspired Hal David the most? Well, actually, there were two. He thought that Irving Berlin was just brilliant. Of course, Berlin wrote the lyrics and the music, but Hal loved the fact that Berlin wrote simple words that he wanted to follow that because he thought that was what everyone could enjoy and that was what he strove for. And also, he loved Johnny Mercer. Hal was a major fan of Johnny Mercer, thought he was just brilliant. He had a certain style. It was He was fun. He wrote different ways and and how really respected that. We're talking with author Eunice David. She wrote the book, Hal David, His Magic Moments, a book about her husband, the lyricist Hal David. Did Hal David listen to a lot of music? He did. However, a little uh, a tale out of school, whenever we had a dinner party, Hal did not like to have music playing in the background because he said his ears always went to that music and then he couldn't hold a conversation with anyone. So we had silent <laughs> dinner parties. No one seemed to mind, though, because we always ended up with people playing the piano and singing after dinner. But during dinner, it was quiet except for our conversation. What was Hal David's favorite song of his? Hal felt that with Alfie, he was able to write everything he wanted to say in a song. He always felt that that said it all for him. And the funny part about it is that song almost didn't make it into the movie because the director didn't care for it. And it wasn't until Howard Koch, who was head of the studio, heard the song and said that he wanted that song in the movie. So that's how that came about. What about your favorite song of Hell David's? <laughs> My favorite Hal David song is one he did not write with Burt Backrack. It's called To All the Girls I've Loved Before, 
which Hal wrote with Albert Hammond, and it was recorded by Willie Nelson and Julio Iglesias. I guess because those two sang it, that was one of the reasons I loved it, because the two of them were so different, but they really made that song, and it became a major country hit and then crossed over into the popular charts. As you just mentioned, Hal David wrote with many composers, not just Burt Bacharach, also, as you mentioned, Albert Hammond. And then people might not know, he wrote with Barry Manilow, Paul Hampton, who was the first person who recorded Sea of Heartbreak. That's right. Tell us about some of the people, the composers that he wrote with. Well, Hal wrote with Henry Mancini, with whom we became great friends. He wrote with, well, you mentioned Paul Hampton, who wrote music to Sea of Heartbreak, and that was recently recorded by Roseanne Cash. Her father, Johnny Cash, recommended that that was one of the songs she should record, and it became a big hit on her album called The Lift. A lot of the songs that Hal David wrote, like you just said, A Sea of Heartbreak, that song has just been recorded again and again and again. I mean, also a duet of Jimmy Buffett and George Strait, they did it. And then, of course, the original version. What would you say was the most successful song of Hal David's? Well, I think there are a couple. Of course, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head won the Academy Award. So that's been very successful. And frankly, you hear that song played all over the world, wherever we go, Russia, Asia, it doesn't matter where we are. That song is always being played. And, of course, Alfie was very successful. But I think one of the songs that has lasted, it was written in the 60s, and it's still played today, is What the World Needs Now is Love. And, of course, those lyrics are pertinent in today's world as well as they were when they were first written. And hopefully they'll last a long time from now. What was your fondest memory of Hal David? I think watching Hal perform. You know, Hal was not a singer, but he was great before an audience, and he enjoyed doing it. And lots of the charitable events would ask him to sing songs. And he always made people feel good when he sang because he was happy doing it. And I loved seeing him up on the stage and performing his catalog. It was great fun. I think that's my lasting good memory of him. What was it like when he would write? What was the process from your observation? We shared an office in our home and had a partner's desk. And Hal's side of the desk was always a mess. He had notes, papers, books, all sorts of things piled up on it. And whenever he had an assignment to write a new song, he would sit at that desk, maybe for a couple of hours, cleaning it up. And I always felt that was sort of his way of clearing his mind, getting ready to write, because he never wrote at the desk. From the desk, once it was cleared, he'd go over to a rocking chair that he had in our office, a rocking chair that he had owned for maybe 50 years. And he'd sit down in that rocking chair with a legal pad and a pen, and off he'd go. And that's how he started to write. We're talking with Eunice David 
author of the book, Hal David, His Magic Moments. When somebody reads your book, what is it that you hope that the reader gets from that experience? Well, I hope they learn a little more about Hal, and not only as a man, but as a lyricist, and how important a lyricist is to a song. And I think they might enjoy knowing what our lives were like during this period of time. I think I especially had my family in mind when I wrote the book because none of them live in Los Angeles where Hal and I lived. And so they didn't know our daily lives. And and maybe the book will give them or any friends or other people who would care to read the book an insight into the life of this particular couple. There are so many singers that Hal David provided just the absolute perfect words for them to sing. I mean, the number of recordings are, I would imagine, in the thousands. Did he ever tell you that there was a particular singer who best interpreted his poetry? I think there was no question in his mind that Dion was his muse, Dion Warwick. Hal always told me that when he was writing a lyric, he always had Dion's voice in his ear. He knew exactly how she could phrase a song, and he wrote with that in mind. But he also thought that Barbara Streisand was a wonderful singer. She recorded a number of his songs, and he was always very pleased because he he just thought she had great pipes. What is the best thing about being Eunice David? (laughs) Well, frankly, I, I sort of like what I do. I'm on many boards. I'm on the Board of Governors of the Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, California. I'm on the board of a theater group, the Wallace Annenberg Performing Arts Center in Beverly Hills. I enjoy things like that. I like being with friends. I like having experiences, different experiences, going to theater. That's sort of what my life is like. Mostly with friends. That's important to me. Who is Eunice David? Well, I grew up with parents who were very musically inclined. My father was a cellist with the New York Philharmonic many, many years ago. My mother was a piano teacher. I never got their musical genes, but I was always appreciative of it. I grew up listening to opera, going to theater, and that stayed with me. I still do that. I worked for a while. I did zoning for the city of Valencia, California, which became, it was all agricultural property at one time. We built it into a whole new city with all resources, including a college. And then the last 25 years of my life, which I spent with Hal, I really did devote to Hal. I loved being with him every minute and doing what he was doing, traveling with him, helping him with his writing in terms of, I didn't write for him, but I I put everything in the computer that he had written longhand and just supporting him. That's what I like to do. And I, we just, Had a marvelous time together. Our special guest has been Eunice David. She's the author of Hal David, His Magic Moments. There's always something there to remind me. Available from Dorrance Publishing. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you. And may I just mention the book is also available on Amazon. I hope people go and get it. Thank you for commenting on it, and thank you for listening to me. Thank you. It's a great book, and you're a great interviewee. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day today. Nice talking to you, Paul. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. Hosted, written, and produced by Paul Leslie. Intro theme song, Alexander's Ragtime Band, written by Irving Berlin, performed by Dan Barrett. Outro scanning G-Things, improvised, performed, and produced by John Goodwin. Until next time. Goodbye.